Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. I hope this finds all of you doing well as we've blinked twice and we're already at the end of month one of 2024. It's crazy how fast it goes. Uh, But in today's episode, uh, it comes by way of special request. I I won't name names on whose request this was, uh, but I'm a man of my word. I've, I've offered several times for you guys to reach out and to let me know what you'd like to hear uh, talked about on here on the 44. And so we're going to do that today. Someone someone offered this, suggested this, and so here we go. It's an interesting one. Uh, so buckle up and get ready because it starts with a bear story. And, you know, I can't help but to think there's just nothing like a good bear story. I I think back on all the bears that are in stories, like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, the Berenstein Bears, you've got Yogi the Bear, Corduroy, really good book, um, involves a bear. One of my favorites of all time, back when I was little, or so my my mom says, was Winnie the Pooh. Uh, There's a bunch of them. And just being honest, like every night, when I put my son Nash down to bed after we've read a couple books, uh, turn the lights off, he's getting ready to go to sleep, and he always wants me to tell him a bear story, which includes or involves me just making up a story of a bear somehow chasing me and typically involves uh, his uncle Bo as well, my brother Bo. Uh, But again, nothing better than a good bear story, right? Uh, But have you ever heard the story of the bald guy, two bears, and 42 young men? I can see some of you guys scratching your head through the screen, uh, but some of you, I think, are getting a little bit of a laugh because you know that this is not a made-up story that I would tell my son Nash every night. But rather, it's an actual story in Scripture. 2 Kings chapter 2 is where this story is recorded. So I want to share that story with you and then jump into our 44 today, which is always just what can we take from this? Um, What can we take from what we're eating on from God's Word? What can we learn? What can we use? What can we apply to our lives? So here we go. The story goes back way... Uh, back into the Old Testament. And there's this prophet named Elijah. That's where we'll start, but this story doesn't really include him. But uh, Elijah, for sake of time, was a a pretty big deal. He was a mighty prophet, a great prophet during the really trying time in Israel's history where they had, they had turned away from the Lord. They had uh, fallen into idolatry, worshipped other gods. Uh, he, he's included in this uh, really amazing story where it's him against these prophets of of Baal, uh, four hundred and fifty of them, uh, where really they're like in this in the showdown on Mount Carmel, 
And uh, in that story, Elijah calls on the name of the Lord through prayer. And let's just let's just say that that God shows up in a big way there, and um, and He wins and and defeats these prophets, and they're also slain. But this is also the Elijah that didn't just die; uh, he was taken up by a, a chariot uh, in, in a whirlwind, just just taken up into into heaven. And so you insert here Elisha who succeeds Elijah. And Elisha proves to be fairly quickly a, a holy prophet of the Lord, just like Elijah was by performing two miracles in, in this chapter, 2 Kings chapter 2. But then beginning there in verse 23, we read that Elisha went up to a place called Bethel, which is a place that means house of God. But this place had become anything and everything but that. Uh, you don't need to know all the details um, except to say that it it, it turned into a, a different name, which meant more like um, a, a, ha a house of shame or a house of wickedness, not necessarily the house of God that it once used to be uh, called or, or where it got its name. And what we read is that as Elisha is walking to this place, Bethel, and he's going on his way there, that there's this group of young men from the town that start to mock him and make fun of him and say to him, go away, Baldy. Or some versions read that they say, go up, Baldy, go up, Baldy. And so as Elisha turns around, he, he looks at them and he curses them in the name of the Lord. And here's your bear story as we read that two female bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. And then from there, Elisha walks on to Mount Carmel and finally returned to Samaria. Okay, whoa, <laughs> right? Now, first and foremost, the question of this story that's usually posed is, like, why in the world would God do that to these, these children, some versions read, or, or boys, young boys? It's pretty harsh, right? I mean, first off, I don't think that we can say or know for sure that these 42 were killed. Uh, based on what I've looked at, I don't think we can say that. We also can't say that they were children or, or young boys, but rather more like young men. And you can do some more research on that if you want to. But as Elisha walks by this group of young men, who holler out at him, go up, Baldy. Uh, I don't think as well that this is necessarily a, a tell that Elisha is bald as much as it was just a really low blow, one of the most disgraceful things you could say uh, back then. Baldness was considered to be attached to and the result of, of leprosy. And so, you know, they're calling him a, a drag of society. As we know that lepers back then lived in isolation. They were the lowest of low by way of order of society. They were outcasts. They were set apart. But, but on top of this bald remark, uh, I think within the context of, of what just happened with Elijah being taken up to heaven, is these guys are basically saying, Elisha, just go on and follow him. Get on up out of here. Be gone. Literally, just like Elijah, 
get on up. <laughs> Leave this place. We we have no use for you here. Now, first off, not not your 44 just yet, but a few more observations, if I may, and you got the time to listen. I don't think what we see happen here with Elisha is any different than what we see Jesus taught and told his disciples would happen to them. It's no different than what Paul wrote to Timothy in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Like, everyone who wants to live a godly life, they'll be persecuted. It's going to happen. We, we, can, we can look back to the early Christians and the things they went through and living a godly life, right? And, and the things that they faced were pretty brutal. Now, it's bound to happen. And nowadays, I think for us, it's going to come more like what we see it happen with Elisha. It's going to come by way of words and and mocking and, and uh, you know, get out of here or, you know, what people say, how they say it, names they call you. And I think about Elisha here. Like the baton had just been handed off to him from Elijah. And it's like, boom, right away, he's facing persecution. Be dead, be gone, you drag of society. Now, what's really cool to think about with this story is Elisha's response. As the Bible says that he turns and he looks at them, and I just can't help but wonder, what was that look like? <laughs> Did he... Did he give him an eye roll? Did he give a little smirk because he knew what was coming next? I don't know. All we read is that he cursed them in the name of the Lord, which doesn't mean that he shouted a bunch of expletives or he cursed them like we would think and, and use it use bad language. I think all this means is, is that, you know, in the name of the Lord, I, I turn you over to him. Basically, may God deal with you accordingly. And and may you be cursed because your heart is hardened and you've got this rebellious condition or attitude, right? And so Elisha goes on his way and God sends two female bears out to tear them up and maul them. Like, what a crazy story, right? And again, comes with it a lot of questions, I know. But for your 44 today, while I think there are many points of application to all the questions we might have, I think that this story brings to light a pretty timeless principle. In the context of this story and the attitude represented by these 42 mauled young men, which by the way, I think there were more than 42. I think that's just the number that were tore up by the bears. Uh, but anyways, in the context of this story, and the attitude of them that we see here, does it show up anywhere else in Scripture as a, as a timeless principle of the consequences of not listening to and heeding the words that proceed from the mouth of God? Well, the short answer is, is yes. <laughs> this is a timeless principle. But the long answer is to go all the way back to the beginning. Are, are these two, or, or excuse me, are these 42 that were mauled by these two bears any different than Adam and Eve and the consequences there? All the way to the very warnings on the last page of your Bible about 
what is to come and what are the consequences if you decide you don't want to hear and you don't want to listen, you don't want to heed the words of prophecy of this book that's, again, talked about from the first page and the first story of the Bible to the very last page in your Bible. And then everything in between is included. Like I, We could go on all day by way of this being a timeless principle. Like a, a refusal to listen to and or to listen, and yet like I, I dismiss it, brings with it some consequences. Now, when we do listen, when we do obey God's word, the consequences are blessings and they're good. But when we don't, there's always harm in that, right? It should be a pretty easy lesson for us. And yet, if you're like me, we, we get it wrong by our attitude that is no different than these young men. I, I hear God's word. I, I hear it. But go on, get on up out of here with that. I don't want any part of, of that, or that part doesn't apply to me, or not up in here, or I don't want to hear it at all. And to that, I would say a worse choice we could never make. Not just through the literal physical and emotional pain that is a consequence here on this earth, but the very real pain of what is to come eternally if we don't listen and we don't hear and we don't heed what God says. Back to this bear thing, though. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the movie The Revenant uh, before with Leonardo DiCaprio that was all over the news when this came out because of this one scene where he, in this movie, is mauled by a bear. Like, really brutal stuff, by the way. I mean, I've I've seen it literally will make your stomach churn. So if you aren't up for that, don't don't Google it, don't watch it. But can I propose to you that what these 42 young men went through and being mauled by these two bears pales in comparison to the outcome that will be eternally when, like these young men in the story, we don't want any part of all that God has to say. You see, again, this is no one-time thing. It's all over the place. It's a timeless principle. Now, I mean, I believe with all my heart that when God says something even one time, that's more than enough for me to perk up and to listen but even more so should be the case when we see things that are repeated over and over and over again. You see, back when I was coaching, I would venture to guess that any player that ever came through our program at Forest when I was coaching baseball heard me say one thing more than anything else. It was repeated constantly in practice, always during the games, all the time. And that was take care of the ball. <laughs> That was our constant emphasis. Hey, like the key to winning high school baseball games was never for me about who had the best players. It was always about who could make the least amount of mistakes, which team can field the ball clean, throw the ball where it needs to go, and catch the ball the most times without messing up. 
take care of the ball. Now, the kids probably got sick of hearing me say that. And in the same way, God, over and over and over and over and over again, open your ears, incline your ear to me, listen. And not just that, but obey it. Obey my voice. Listen to my commands. Hold fast to these things. Do these things. Why? Well, it will keep you from being mauled by fairs, that's for sure. But no, no, seriously, why? Well, well, do this, listen to this, keep these things, and in the end, come on in, my good and faithful servant. Don't do that. And you know the rest of the story. As we close, without literally mentioning every single place in Scripture where we see this timeless principle uh, that that Jesus talks about even, I I think I want to take you to Luke chapter 16, where Jesus tells this story of the rich man and Lazarus. And in that story, the rich man dies and is in this place of torment while this other man, Lazarus, died, and he's in this place of comfort, Abraham's bosom. And this man is is begging for a drop of water to cool off his tongue. He's in agony. It's brutal. But he's told, nah, can't do that. And so then he, he pleads for his five brothers to be warned so that they won't end up in the same place of torment But Abraham's response to this request is interesting. He says this in Luke chapter 16 and verse 29. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. This rich man begs even farther along and says, No, Father Abraham, if someone will just come back from the dead and tell them, then they will change. And the response If they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded even if someone does arise from the dead. You know, as simple as this is for us or should be, listen to him, or in this case, listen to the prophets, or for us, listen and heed the word of God. We sometimes can just write off the brutal consequences that lay in wait. Should we not follow this simple and also timeless principle? Your 44 today is this, to listen. Have the attitude to listen. And don't just eat on these words, but truly keep them and heed them. Give them your full attention. Otherwise. You're sure to endure the same consequences these 42 young men faced. And eternally, we are sure to endure the same torment as the rich man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And until next time, keep on eating.